Welcome to the SportsCapping.com podcast with free handicapping advice, odds insights, picks, and predictions to help you beat the sports book. And now your hosts, Jack Jones and Brandon Lee. It's your host, Jack Jones, with the SportsCapping.com free pick podcast. It's time for week 15 NFL and college football bowl free picks. Uh, Brandon Lee and I are coming off a 3-0-1 week on the free picks last week and have climbed our way back into the positive for the season. Uh, Brandon, way to keep battling, and uh, please recap your picks for the listeners from last week. Hey, Jack, good to be back. Uh, Well, I pushed my NFL free pick on the Browns minus two. It wasn't quite as bad as the over, uh, not cashing a couple weeks ago with um, the Falcons and Bucks. But since, I mean, basically the only reason it wasn't is because we actually didn't lose the bet we pushed. So I know probably some of you did who got it at two and a half or three. It was just as painful to watch as that over not coming through. I mean, it couldn't have looked any better than it did to start. Cleveland jumped out to a 17-0 lead midway through the second quarter. They're up 24-6 at the half. Lamar Jackson's out with an injury. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, the Browns get outscored 16-0 in the second half. Uh, we get no shot at OT because of missed two-point conversion. And Cleveland also in that second half missed a pretty easy chip shot, 41-yard field goal. Um, you know, lucky me, I, I got to start my Sunday off with this massacre and then end it with the Bears getting outscored 24-3 in the second half to lose by 15 as a 13-point dog against the Packers. So it was a really fun Sunday. Um, luckily, we did cash another easy teaser winner to help some uh, ease, that, or ease some of that pain. Uh, we got in on the Broncos line early and teased them down from minus 7.5 to minus 1.5 and, and paired that by teasing the Rams up from two, plus 2.5 two to plus 8.5 on Monday Night Football against the Cardinals. Denver won 38-10. L.A. also won outright 30-23. Yeah, uh, I had the Browns as my biggest bet of the week in the NFL, too. So at minus two, I mean, I kind of kicking myself for not putting it on Monday because I love the spot. I knew it on Monday, too. I uh, could have got an even better line than minus two. But at the same shouldn't time... Shouldn't have mattered. No, it shouldn't have mattered. And <laughs> it's still thank, but thankful, you know, for the long-term guys that got in at minus two as well to not lose that debacle um but yeah the bears was brutal too i mean they they were up 27 to 21 and a half and i didn't have anything in that game but yeah i mean they get shut out in the second they got shut out in the second half didn't they 24 to 3 okay 24 to pretty much might as well yeah 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 they kick a field goal down 18 instead of going for a touch touchdown with like two minutes left to get in the back door but yeah that was crazy um I did. I went two and zero last week. I won on the Bucks Bills over fifty three. So it was nice to get an over back after that Bucks Falcons over loss for you last week and me as a premium pick. But got the Bills Bucks over fifty three. It was a sweat though. I mean the Bills were down twenty seven to ten in the fourth, but came storming back to tie it twenty seven twenty seven on a last second field goal and force overtime. That field goal uh, sent it over. Didn't need overtime for the over, but. Um, these teams combined for nearly a thousand yards of total offense. So the over was the right side. I also cashed my 10 point teaser on the Packers minus two and a half chargers minus a half and the Browns plus eight. Didn't have to sweat this one too much as all three teams either pushed or covered their original spreads without adjusting the, uh, for the 10 points, uh, we're 43, 39 and one this season through 15 weeks on the football free pick podcast. I, uh, that's a hot 
15, 6, and 1 run the last four weeks between us. I'm 22, 19, and 1 on the season now. Brandon's 21, 20, and 1. Brings us 292 wins, 230 losses, 17 pushes the last six seasons, 55.9% winners, $1,000 per game betters up 39,000 with minus 110 juice. Uh, Brandon, how's the premium picks going, man? Yeah, it's just, uh, I feel like a broken record here. It's just more of the same. I got a couple good days, a couple bad days, and when you're getting some of these breaks that I've been catching lately, it's really tough to get in the positive big time. So just got to stick with it and uh, hope hope that uh, some of these bad beats uh, start going the other way and we get some of those on the other side. Yeah, I mean, I know you're feeling, man. I felt that way most of uh, October and November. But finally, we've turned a corner here and been on fire since a little after Thanksgiving. 14 of my last 17 cards have profited. Uh, 32 and or 52 and 32 run the last 17 days 62 percent winners i'm on a 45 and 20 bull run the last couple seasons so i I want you guys to get my college football bull pass for 250 bucks or get a 30-day pass for 400 which will get you all my bull picks plus my nfl and basketball over the next month all right we're back with six free picks for you guys this week start us out with your college football bull pick for saturday brandon all right, I'm going to lay the three points with Appalachian State as they take on Western Kentucky in the Boca Raton Bowl on Saturday. Uh, I really think the books have made a mistake here, not making the Mountaineers a bigger favorite in this matchup. No disrespect to the Hilltoppers, who've had one of the most remarkable turnarounds on offense you are going to see from one year to the next. I mean, last year, Western Kentucky was one of the worst offenses in the country, averaging just 19 points per game and 290 yards per game. This year, they put up 45.5 points per game and 528.4 yards per game, the second best marks of of any FBS team in the country. Only team ahead of them in both categories were Ohio State. Uh, For those that don't know, the big turnaround happened when they brought in Houston Baptist offensive coordinator, as well as the starting quarterback and three wide receivers from that team. So uh, it, it definitely takes a lot to go right to have a turnaround like that. And it's a great story, and it makes their games a lot of fun to watch. But there's a reason this team finished 8-5 and five with those ridiculous offensive numbers. The defense struggled to contain teams with the pulse offensively, and we saw it in their loss to UTSA in the Conference USA title game where they put up 41 points and 568 yards and lost 41-48. to 48. Uh, You also got to take that final score with a grain of salt as they ra- uh, trailed in that game 42-13 to 13 in the, midway through the third quarter. Appalachian State is who they have been for years. They're a well-coached team that wants to control the line of scrimmage on both sides. Uh, they finished the year very respectable, 10-3. and three. Their only loss outside of the conference coming by two points to Miami. And both losses inside to a very, very good uh, Louisiana Lafayette team. Uh, one, they played much tougher in the Sunbelt title game than they did in the regular season. And I think that speaks to a typical Appalachian State team that just keeps getting better as the season goes on. And it just might have something to do with the fact that the Mountaineers are a perfect 6-0 and straight up in bowl games. Uh, I think the Mountaineers will be able to do as they please offensively, and I think they're going to be able to wear down uh, Western Kentucky's defense. That's you know can be on the field a lot with how they're off, how fast their offense likes to play. And on the flip side, I think the App State pass rush as well as their secondary can make enough plays uh, to get off the field and really make the Hilltoppers have to press the issue offensively. And that's where we might see some turnovers come into play. Uh, one last last thing to note: an App State six-game bowl streak. Uh, Each of the last three have come against teams out of the conference uh, USA, and uh, two of those uh, were against teams that played in the conference USA title game. Uh, Give me the Mountaineers minus three. 
Yeah, I'm not going to pick a side in this game, but I do like the over 68. It's going to be 83 degrees in Boca Raton Saturday with only a 20% chance of rain. Winds in like the 12 mile an hour per mile, mile per hour range, so not terrible. And Western Kentucky is just an over team. They've gone four and one over in their last five games. They've combined with their opponents for 69 or more points in four of those five. They're an offensive juggernaut, obviously, 43.1 points per game, 528.4 yards per game. And Bailey Zappi, definitely one of the most underrated quarterbacks. He's thrown for 5,445 yards and 56 touchdowns. Uh, Appalachian State prefers to run the ball and will be able to run wild on this Western Kentucky defense. The Hilltoppers give up 162 rushing yards per game. They also allow 260 through the air. I think both teams are going to kind of have a pretty carefree attitude after both lost in their respective conference championship games. I think it will hurt the defenses more than the offenses. So I look for a shootout in this great weather game and in the heat in Boca Raton, which could also wear down both defenses, especially as fast as Western Kentucky likes to play. So I'm on the over 68. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's hard to say a lot of negative reasons why not to take the over in a game involving Western Kentucky. One thing I would say is I, I do think Northern Illinois is going to try and play ball control at least early on. I think the key will be for the over is whether or not uh, the Mountaineers get those big, big run plays that end up, you know, breaking 50, 40 yard touchdown runs that really you know, get that scoring going. I remember betting against Appalachian State last year. I think it was like North Texas. I can't, honestly, I should know, but. I, I think it was North Texas. I think they're like a 16 point. Yeah, and they and just ran. They, they, they're not going to do it again, but as bad as they did, but they had like four or five 80 yard runs. It was one of the. Ri- few losers i had in the bowl season and it was, was not like a, a game was like 56 to 26 it was, it was a very high scoring game yeah they they ran for like 400 yards i'm hoping they do it again and i'm hoping they get up big and and you cash your free pick and and western kentucky does what they do and makes a run um to get this over too because it's a ch- decent chance i've used it as a premium play um all right, I'm going to go with UAB plus seven against BYU in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. I think UAB wants to be here more than BYU, and I like the matchup for the Blazers. BYU just completed a 10-2 and two season and knocked off several Pac-12 opponents along the way. They feel like they deserve a better bowl game than the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. I've actually been to a bowl game in Shreveport when Iowa State played there last. It's kind of a dump in and around the stadium. Uh, no offense to anyone that lives there that's listening to this podcast, which is probably not likely, but it's just not the greatest destination. It's a pretty short drive for UAB fans from Birmingham to Shreveport, just over six hours. I think it will be a kind of a home game here for the Blazers, and the, the weather, I think, is going to help UAB keep this game close. There's a 90% chance of precipitation Saturday with 15-mile-an-hour winds, too. So uh, this game is going to be mostly be played on the ground. UAB prefers to run the football they average 177 rushing yards per game they should be able to run the ball on a BYU defense that gave up uh, 151 rushing yards per game 4.2 per carry this season BYU also likes to run the ball at 188 rushing yards per game but the strength of UAB's team is their front seven defensively they give up just 105 rushing yards per game three yards per carry on the season in their last three games against pretty good rushing teams they held Marshall to 37 yards on 21 carries UTSA to 52 yards on 34 carries and UTEP to 99 yards on 30 carries. So uh, I just like the matchup, especially with the almost 100% chance of rain here. Um, 
UAB is 6-0 against the spread against good passing teams that average 250 more yards per game this season. BYU 2-12 against the spread in their last 14 games off two consecutive road wins. The Blazers are 4-0 against the spread their last four against a team with a winning record. Um, BYU fans have pretty much come out and said they're less than thrilled about to be playing UAB. Meanwhile, it's been a different story for UAB fans and head coach Bill Clark and his players. He said, I'm really proud of our selection for the bowl game, and man, what a great opponent opponent we have in BYU um, he said on Monday uh, I know our players are going to be excited for the challenge ahead so you just know BYU or UAB wants to be here I, I question whether BYU does and motivation is huge in bowl games and uh, like I said I like the matchup for UAB too so this one really hits every checks every um, hits box? every check mark yeah checks every box is what I'm looking there for you go. thank you Brandon yep uh this is a tough one for me. I mean, when I first saw the line, I, it seemed awful fishy to me that BYU is only, I mean, some places they were less than a touchdown. I don't know if they still are in some places, but it, it definitely, I think, speaks uh, to the situation and the spot here in, in terms of what you've said as far as it, it's not the bowl game BYU thought they were going to be in and not one they believe they should be in. And I get it. I mean, this is a team that had some pretty good wins this year. I mean, they beat a lot of power five teams and they're on the first Saturday of bowl season. It's, it's nothing to get excited about. And it's against a UAB team who, while they've been a good conference USA team, I mean, not many of these power five independent top tier programs really get excited about playing a team from conference USA. And, and why, one of the reasons I didn't mention why I'm going against Western Kentucky is I think Conference USA stinks. Uh, I think if you really look at up and down uh, how these teams fared when they played out of conference against some of the bigger schools, uh, a lot of these teams are bad. And I, I don't know their bowl record in the past, but I don't believe it's great. Um, I know UAB is like one and three straight up in their last four. Um, BYU is without a doubt in my mind the better team. Um, but like you've hinted here in bowl season, it's not all about the better team. Um, I'm probably going to stay away and regret it, but uh, I'll wish you uh, luck here with the Blazers plus seven. You know, I agree with you on that. Conference USA, is, it's scary to back these Conference USA teams, especially with that sour taste from North Texas in my mouth from last year. But they were one of the worst by far. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just I, – UAB seems to be – be able to play i mean they lost to georgia bad but that's understandable um i think they can hang with byu yeah, so it, it's one i'll probably tune into early um kind of see what the you know level of energy is for byu and maybe take an in-game play on the other if i if i think BYU's there to play i'll probably lay it with them and if they look sluggish at all, I'll jump on UAB regardless if I don't get seven. So 100. Uh, percent These bowl games are great live betting opportunities if you're watching um, early to see who wants to be there more. Um, for sure. Uh, all right, let's move on to the NFL. What do you? What do you? What's your favorite uh, NFL bet this week? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Carolina Panthers as an 11 point road dog against the Buffalo Bills. I know I swore off the Panthers not that long ago, but as difficult as it is to back them, given how much they burned me this season, and the ridiculous rate at which these big favorites have been covering the last two weeks, uh, no way I'm not I'm, I'm not playing the Panthers at this price. Uh, it's not so much that I'm really big on Carolina and. 
it, more than anything, this is a play against the Bills. And I start out by saying I was on Buffalo's downfall before the season even started. And with last week's loss to the Bucks, we at worst will push our win total bet on the Bills under 11. Uh, I'd love to see it here, but uh, I think we get it. I'd love to see them lose here, but I, th- I think we're going to get it next week when they go to Foxborough to face the Patriots. And speaking of that game, it's part of why I like this spot for the Panthers. Buffalo is coming off two massive games with that monster game on deck. That Two weeks ago, they hosted the Pats on Monday Night Football in a windstorm. And last week, they went on the road and lost a heartbreaker to Tom Brady and the Bucks, 27-33 in overtime. And you kind of touched on how that game played out. I mean, it it is a, a punch in the gut when you, know, you rally back and think you're going to win a game that you shouldn't and then end up losing it the way they did. And also while I think the experts can see the flaws in this Buffalo team, the betting public still thinks they're, uh, they're great. Um, and in the minds, this is the perfect spot for the Bills to bounce back against a struggling Panthers team. And it, it's why I think we're seeing an inflated number here. And I also think the books are really wanting to push the envelope on these favorites this week after um, what's happened the last two Sundays. I don't know the numbers off my tip ahead. I want to say it was like 16-2. and two. Uh, ATS teams favored by like minus three and a half or more. I, it's it might I don't be know like seventeen it, and zero, man. It's, it's it might it might have been like seventeen and zero. It's seventeen and one or something like that. I remember yeah, hearing it, it too. And, and I know Cam Newton and the Panthers' offense have been a mess the last two games, uh, but it's been more about turnovers than anything. As they copped it up three times in each of the last two games, I'm thinking that we're going to see some aggression to the mean in that area against a weak. Uh, Bill's defense that's really regressed a lot um, over the last month and a, a defense that's also forced just two turnovers total in their last four games combined and I also like the matchup for Carolina's defense Carolina's number one in the NFL in pass defense giving up just 177.7 yards per game it's really a nightmare matchup for the Bill's offense that has no desire to run the football uh, give me the Panthers plus 11. Man, you make a lot of good points. I mean, I do think it's a bad spot for the Bills. You know, they just played the Patriots and Bucks the last two weeks and now have the Patriots on deck. Lost those two games in heartbreaking fashion. Like, if this was earlier in the season, I think it would be a worse spot for the Bills. But um, they're now fighting to make the playoffs because I think they are only got like a 66% chance now after having a 90% chance last week. So they face a Panthers team they should be able to handle. Josh Allen's foot is a problem, but he said it's feeling better today and he's likely to play. Carolina's been a disaster since Cam Newton took over as their starter. They're 0-3 straight up, 0-3 against the spread. Their last three games overall. Upset home losses to both Washington and Atlanta, as well as a 23-point blowout road loss at Miami. Newton's now 0-12 in his last 12 games as a starting quarterback for Carolina. I know Sam Darnold has a chance to return this week. I just don't like the outlook of this team right now. They're without Christian McCaffrey, and he's a running back that means something to this team. They could be without their best receiver and DJ Moore, who is questionable after suffering a ham- hamstring injury last game. He's, he has nearly 1,000 yards receiving on the season. I just don't know where they're gonna, their offense is going to come from for Carolina. Um, the Bills will get their points. I'm not likely to play this game, but if I had to play it, I'd lay it with the Bills. Um, but you make a great point there with Carolina's pass defense. I didn't didn't look that up to see that they were the number one pass defense in the NFL. That's pretty. That's a great stat to have here against the Bills. And I won't be on this game um, from a point spread perspective. Um, so I'll root you home here. Um, yeah, go Carolina. One thing I would say, I, I'd be very careful out there if you want to bet teams just based on who you think needs to game more in the NFL. 
uh, it might work in it doesn't even really work in the last week of the season in my mind I, I I think the books inflate those numbers before that game's ever played and uh, I I don't have any records to back it up but I uh, teams that everyone the teams that everyone think has to win or in their must win spot um, I'll take the other side in a lot of those games. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys teams where they rest their starters and then the the uh, adjust, like even, they still even win. in week 17 went outright. It's nuts for sure, for sure. So you got to pick your spots. You can't just blindly bet on the teams that need it more. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the Eagles minus seven at home against Washington. Uh, the Philly, the Eagles are in a great spot this week. They're coming off their bye week and expect to get Jalen Hurts back at quarterback. They should be as healthy as they've been all season. The Eagles are really playing well right now, going 3-1 and one straight up, 3-1 and one against the spread their last four games. All three wins coming by double digits. The lone loss was a fluky fluky one as they were negative four in turnovers against the Giants and only lost by six on the road. They should have won that game, too, to be on a four-game winning streak. Now they take, take, up, take on a banged-up Washington team that has as bad a, as injury report as pretty much any team in the NFL right now. Quarterback Taylor Heineke and wide receiver Terry McLaurin both left the Dallas game last week with injuries. Both are questionable to return this week. They've got 10 players on the COVID protocol, including defensive lineman Matt Ioannidis, backup quarterback Kyle Allen, cornerback Kendall Fuller, defensive lineman Jonathan Allen, and a couple linebackers. They're already without Chase Young. Can't afford to lose all these guys up front in their front seven. And I, that's why a big reason this line's moved from Eagles minus four and a half up to minus seven. I'll still take the Eagles at minus seven or better and wouldn't be surprised if this line keeps going higher by game day. Once all these guys are announced out for Washington, it's a tired Washington team too, playing five straight games that were decided by 10 points or fewer, including four straight one score games. But they they were getting blown out by Dallas last week before a late rally. I don't see them rallying against the Eagles this week. The Eagles are, are ready to make a playoff push as, as they've, they get three winnable home games plus Washington twice down the stretch. They've rushed for at least 176 yards in six straight games now. They should be able to run all over this over this depleted Washington front seven this week. The Eagles are six and two straight up, six and two against it spread in the last eight meetings. So uh, give me Philadelphia. Yeah, uh, I hear you there. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, this is uh, one I just kind of threw on the back burner and was going to wait till probably Friday to even look at it again because as you touch there's so many people um questionable to play and it's not just Washington I mean I guess you know I mean I know Jalen Hurts is probable for Philly but their top two running backs Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders are both questionable and after watching Gardner Minshew run the offense a couple weeks ago, I'm not so sure they're playing the right quarterback if they make Hurts a starter again this week. Um, with Washington, yeah, it, it all comes down really to who plays, and especially on the defensive side of the ball. And it's a tough one for me um, right now. I just, uh, I, I, I would be leaning towards Washington, hoping that some guys are going to play, but. Like I said, this isn't a game I'll be making any sort of decision on anytime soon. Yeah, I think even if a few of the guys play for Washington, this line's not coming down much. But if pretty much everybody's out, it's going to keep going up. So It definitely it, could, yeah. Yeah, it might come down a little bit if if like McLaurin and Heineke both play. and But I think a lot of those COVID guys are pretty much out. Um, we will see. Uh, I just love the spot for Philadelphia off the bye, too. Um Let's get, let's uh, let's get a 
couple NFL teaser winners here. We we swept the board last week on our teasers. Let's go for two and zero here. What's your favorite NFL teaser for Week 15, Brandon? I'm going to do a two-team six-point tease again this week. I've been having a lot of success with teasing up short dogs over a touchdown, and it really makes a lot of sense given you know you've got a game with the, such a, a line less than a field goal, and you're getting over a touchdown. So um, I, I think there's two really good options this week. Uh, the first being one of the two Saturday games, and I'm going to take the Patriots from plus two and a half up to plus eight and a half on the road against the Colts. Uh, there's been a crazy amount of Colts money that's moved this line considerably. These two teams were both on a bye going into Week 14, and prior to Week 14's games, New England was uh, on the look-ahead minus one in this game. After Sunday's games, uh, the line has flipped to Indy being the favorite and almost to a field goal. So uh, I'm not sure the wise guys are uh, going to be right on this one. Uh, either way, I'll take over a touchdown with Bill Belichick uh, coming off a bye week and you know having two weeks to prepare for a team uh second leg of the teaser comes in to uh, sunday's late window we'll do the exact same tease with the Bengals, taking them from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half on the road against the Bronco broncos uh, i did get some uh profit on denver in their win over the lions but i really regretted not uh, laying it with the uh, them in that spot even though they were such a big favorite i just knew there was a really strong likelihood that the lions were going to lay an egg after their first win of the season and they did exactly that uh regardless of that missed opportunity you can't you can't read anything into that result this is a very average denver team and i think they could be walking in, into a storm here with what would be a very motivated cincinnati team coming off two straight losses yeah, uh, I like this option for a six-pointer to get through the key numbers of three and seven with two plus two and a half underdogs. I just know plus two and a half dogs in general in the NFL do really well, um, even without the teaser. So, so there's definitely some value there. Um, don't know if I'll be on either against the spread, but on the teaser line, most likely. Um, Bengals definitely gave that game away against the 49ers last week, so it was kind of a misleading final. And obviously the Broncos took advantage of a great opportunity with Detroit playing, missing all those guys. Um, so, yeah, um, definitely would be leaning towards the Bengals. But um like the teaser there. I'm going to go with the 10-point teaser on the Bills minus a half, the Cowboys minus a half, and the Dolphins pick them. Three teams I'm pretty certain are all going to win their games against overmatched competition. Uh, the Bills host the Panthers. The Cap- Cowboys are on the road against the Giants, and the Dolphins are coming off their bye week hosting the awful Jets. Three playoff contenders here in need of late-season wins against three teams that are just playing out the string at this point, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I don't see any of those losing. Yeah, I, I love the Dolphins in a 10-point tease. Other two make me a little nervous. Uh, not so much Dallas. Um I, I, even though mainly because the Giants are really banged up right now, you, you just can't ever count out a division home dog. And uh, I kind of spoke to what I feel about the Bills. and For, for sure. So I, 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 I think Buffalo wins that game, but am I really confident in that they will? Not so much. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, if you like, if you like the, the dog, the double-digit dog, even – I don't. Yeah, you got to at least have a small hope that they went out right. Um, I thought about using the Bucks too, but they scare me a little this week. Um, but yeah, there's like four great teams there's that a are. Lot. I mean, four four teams right around minus ten that that you could use in ten point teasers this week. People should be making have been, have made a killing in teasers the last few weeks. Yeah, those favorites just aren't losing. Um, 
All right, uh, Brandon, please give out your Twitter Twitter handle so the listeners know where they can find you. Yeah, at B Lee Sports Picks. You can find me on Twitter at BetFirmsJack. Get free picks from both of us on Twitter daily. Uh, Brandon and I are both on hot free pick runs here. I'm on uh, 14 and four the last 18 days on my free picks, so it's just been a great like 17, 18 day run here with premium and free picks. Uh, I know you're on a hot one too. What's your What's your current free pick run, Brandon? Yeah, free picks have actually been going really well. Uh, 26 and 11, 70% run over the last five weeks. And if you go back to August 1st, we're 80, 43, and 43, which is 63%. And it's important for us to win these free picks because they get out to the most people. They go to all of our email subscribers. They go to all of our Twitter followers. So these are strong free picks from us. So, um, yeah, if you like what you get, if you like the results you get in these free picks, definitely sign up for the premium picks. They're even stronger. Sign up for a premium package from Brandon and I at sportscapping.com or betfirm.com. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, and good luck with all your bets for Week 15 NFL and the opening weekend of bowl season. Thanks for listening to the sportscapping.com podcast. For more free picks and predictions, be sure to visit us at sportscapping.com.